0: Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of MC Anime. I'm MC Anime, and I have the regular one-of-the-mill co-host with me, Kimmy. <laughs> Hello, guys. <clears throat> Kimmy's back and ready for some vengeance because he's been MIA and ready to go in action. That's right. <laughs> so, today, we actually have a very interesting. Uh, episode theme for this particular episode, which we're on the 26th episode. And further ado, we're talking about Spider-Man Japan. Yep. So, when you first looked and read about Spider-Man Japan, what was your reaction?
1: Well, it kind of does resemble a Power
0: Ranger, I can see that
1: much. <laughs> uh-
0: it was the Power Ranger? Is that that's the only thing you took from it? I mean only
1: that, I just learned I kinda learned a lot more about, you know
0: <clears throat> into, like the
1: Spider-Man fiction, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Um <clears throat> well, there was very Power Ranger moments in Spider Man Japan. And actually, Spider Man Japan is what influenced Super Sentai, which then influenced Power Rangers. So in a way, the man Japan built up the basics for the Power Rangers to exist. At least in the first to do it. There's no other um, live-action series did anything
2: equivalent to this to to degree. Mm-hmm. Do uh, you
0: want to compare the original Spider Man to Spider Man Japan? Uh, sure. Um, how do we start this off?
1: Uh, so it was pronounced in like Su Man, I think it's called. Yeah, The hack
0: Japanese.
1: Spider Man. Spooderman!
0: I barely heard what you said. My god. Spooderman! 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 Or something like that. Spooderman? I don't know. I just know they had a very unique style when they presented Man in Japan. Oh, I see. So when you think of the, the original Walt slinging crawler, you think of crawling around buildings, shooting the web, and breaking the fourth wall. Well, this Spider-Man's a little bit different. He's more geared to Japan and
2: how Japan operates. If you catch my drift. To yeah. Yeah. Pick-
0: would take mm-hmm. an electrical property, transform it into something totally new. And by transforming the new properties and being transformative, like literally transformative, of the character adaptation, they bend it to their own style. And for Spider-Man Japan, that was pretty much the reaction of big Marvel elite of corporate world in America at the time. Because when they responded to the project and saw Spider-Man with a giant robot and a motorcycle, it
2: got kind of an interesting approach in... They couldn't
0: believe that this exaggerated character would actually be the Spider-Man series in Japan for like 50 episodes. Stan Lee said he loved it and gave it approval. What do you think about Stan Lee giving it approval?
1: I thought it was quite interesting that uh, they gave it approval. Um, I mean, we all known Stan Lee for like, what, for how long? Many years now.
2: Yeah. He's loved the idea. You know, the reason why the perception of Spider-Man
0: was taken in that way was that they didn't imagine that Spider-Man would become this summoning a giant robot to fight to fight giant creatures in the Iron Glass army. Like, even <clears throat> the diamond Cross Army sent something like Palpatine.
2: <laughs> like, come on. So yeah, Stanley gave it a, a thumb
0: of approval. Had lots of fun. He also had the Spider-Man visit him. The integral part of Spider-Man Japan was still authentic to Spider-Man. It's just they to sell but Japan they had they have a very tight budget and to sell Spider Man they had to the market to kids and make toys out of it to make it successful. Which Spider Man Japan did really well in that degree, selling toys oh. and having the attractions to go with it, like the mechazoid and Thing that transformed the jet that would transform into the mechazoid instead of the body the use a body of a sphinx instead of a spider.
2: No one disregarded that as strange. They just accepted it So, fundamentally, Spider-Man is totally different.
0: How do you know? Compared to Spider-Man Japan to Peter Parker that we have in the comics, what is the main difference that you saw?
2: Um so
1: from what I read this the Spider-Man oh, the Japanese Spider-Man doesn't just go around by web-slinging since his bracelet is also summoned by like the Marveler I think it's called or the spacecraft which contained like a flying car. Or the Spider Machine GP7, I think it's called, right? Yes. So it kind of, like, uses, like, a wrist bit. Well, because you compare, like, the three other Spider-Mans. Like, the original one, you know, has to shoot out, spa- like, webs from his uh, wrist, which is kind of weird. Then you have the second Spider-Man, which he actually made, like, gadgets to, like... So, I don't know. I don't think it's, like, the first Spider-Man that created gadgets to shoot out webs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially the Iron Man version of Spider-Man. That was pretty cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Iron Spider. Yep. And actually, Iron Spider, kind of interesting, because we saw, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home just recently. I think it's No Way Home. Yeah. Doc Ock and Iron Spider fighting each other. I'm going to mm-hmm. say So it's kind of interesting seeing that in the, you know, after Tony Stark gives him the iron suit and after the fact fight Doc Ock. Yeah. Uh, Doc Ock, eight arms. Iron Spider, eight limbs as well. What do you think about
2: that?
1: Well, if the Spider Man didn't get the power up. Well, Man, I don't think he would stand a chance versus Dr. Octopus's technology, since it was also made with nanonology with uh,
0: Green Goblin's technology. Yeah, and <clears throat> also in Maguire, the movie. It was also Doc Ock taking himself as well, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it truly told McGuire did not was defeat him as Peter Parker. It took a combination of things to just make it (coughs) apparent that it would... (coughs) Hmm. So. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, you know, the arachnid versus the octopus is kind of cool. You don't usually see the iron spider with Doc Ock. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. But, you know, um... Because when they proposed, when the uh, person that was
0: a representative of Marvel trying to campaign a project in Japan, for Spider-Man Japan, he was very nervous proposing it to the Marvel elite corporate. Because they didn't know how they would take it. And he was resting everything on this to make this proposal. Because there's so many changes to fundamentally what Spider-Man was
2: that it could backfire if he didn't do it carefully. Mm. What's your proposal on that? You pitch something Mm. you take a giant
0: risk and not succeeding. Uh, Yeah,
1: that would be... um... Yeah, so you're just like taking a giant risk, and and like it just happened. Yeah, that would be a
0: huge. That would be a bit of a disappointment. I agree. <laughs> What's the time that you had the disappointment? Huh? It didn't pay off. What's the time you took a giant risk and it did not pay off like you wanted to?
1: Um, you know, for Yu Gi Oh, for example, I did a play where I thought, oh, like I didn't think I would play into this card, but. I actually did play it into that card, so yeah. So what card cool.
0: was that? What what was going on?
1: Mirror Force.
0: <laughs> Mirror Force. <laughs> I love it. you. Play. Wait, you wait. You played as a Mirror Force. You not playing a negate deck?
1: I was playing Pranky and I was trying to OTK. And he was, he was playing Trains. Okay, like you didn't expect Trains to play Mirror Force, right? So then I try to go for a game, and he had Mirror Force, and that costed me the game. I should have just went Ripper Roy Roadster to destroy the Mirror Force before I attacked. So, yeah.
0: Wait, but how, how much backward did he have before you attacked? Before- he had one. I destroyed
1: everything with access code, but except he had one card left. So I was like, okay, it would probably be a Dragon or whatever. But it said it was a Mirror Force. Not Storm, not even like the good Mirror Force, like Storm Mirror Force. It was the actual Mirror Force. Like what kind of train deck that plays
0: Mirror Force? Stumbling yeah, that- force is bad, huh? Stumbling mana force is actually bad. Storm mana force
1: returns all attack position monsters to the hand. What are you talking about? That's better.
0: Mana force is the one that makes everything the defense. It can't change battle position. What? Oh, you never no, mind. i talking about drowning mana force.
1: Storming- no, not dr- well. Drowning mana force is good too. Like you know, that's another thing you gotta watch out for. But I thought it was Waking the Dragon, okay? Because I know they would play something like that, but they didn't expect did to play mirror. Did they Waking the Dragon? Huh?
0: Did they actually play Waking the Dragon?
1: Yes, he did, actually. He actually
2: main decked it. Okay. But you're telling me you did excess code on all the
0: other back row,
2: and Except what was the other one?
0: You remove the other one? Huh?
1: What was the option to remove the other one? Was it an option? Or like... Why did you
0: just make the link 4? To OTK? What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. You should have just made sh- the link 4 right all oh, the back
2: row.
1: I don't want to play... Oh t- uh, my gosh.
2: We're kind of getting off topic here. Anyway. <laughs> with Spider-Man Japan... Um, I like...
0: Okay, you know, okay, so, another big difference is how they get the powers.
2: You the know what? The, oh, the powers?
0: Yeah! You didn't see
1: that? Well, if I remember correctly, the... Didn't the, um, or, original Spider... Ah, um, he got... He got bitten by a spider, right? Oh, no. And, like... He, uh, the Japanese Spider Man got it from a, a
2: robot,
0: right? Uh, he's actually he's genetically altered as a result of a spider extract injected into his body by Guria, gaining uh. like abilities such as being able to stick to and climb up walls. Guria is a, I don't know, a spider alien dude. That oh, it said it did say something about the spider protector. Yeah, Uh he infuses him with the spider extract, and as a result, he gains the ability. And to be honest, uh, I think the father was an archaeologist, so he was on this uh, cliffside, and the Iron Cross Army was actually like did like a similar thing to Uncle Ben in the comics for the main Spider-Man, but said it was the father. Made him pass away, and then he v- swore vengeance on the Iron
2: Cross Army, I think. Hmm. Yeah, it's the Iron Cross Army. So what nice. do you think of the Iron Cross Army? <laughs> Yeah, the what? The Iron Cross Army. The Iron Cross Army? Yeah.
0: The evil doers that Spider-Man's facing, instead of uh, uh, individual villains, he's facing a group of villains.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know, that kind of made me got weird about, you know, again, it kind of reminds me of the Power Ranger revives, you know?
0: <laughs> but, that's, but that's a monster. Finds uh. his invasion and genocide. The type of villain,
2: the alien military, the Amazonists leading the charge. Oh my god. Uh. The Iron Claw Army,
0: a band of alien invaders led by a professional monster and the main antagonist of Toe Eyes' 1978. Tutasu's Saku series Spider-Man, adopted from the Marvel Comics, the same name. Oh, 400 years before they arrived on Earth, the Iron Cross Army invaded the planet Spider and wiped all their inhabitants. A lone survivor, Gurria, managed to escape and wander the cosmos before coming to Earth. He was followed by the Iron Cross Army who trapped him in a cave full of poisonous spiders. Hundreds of years later, the Iron Cross army would put in motion a plans to invade Earth. However, Hylia, who had managed to survive for 400 years, driven by, de- by a desire for revenge, psychically called out to a young man named Karia and attracted him to the cave. There, Hylia revealed the Iron Cross Army's invasion of Earth, and have they destroyed Planet Spider in the distant past. With not much time left, but Soda's Power on the before fading to dust, granting him the power to transform to Spider-Man and to defend Earth from the Iron Cross Army.
2: <laughs>
0: what do you think about that? quite quite interesting so yeah the last remaining remnant of the planet of iron cross army would give spider-man the power to face the
2: iron iron cross army (laughs) what do you think of that concept
1: uh again it just kind of gave off those power ranger vibes you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we had the Iron Cross Army and the Spider Man Japan, but Toei was like Toei during this time. After they launched Spider Man, they launched um, Super Sentai to Power Rangers. Had very much success with it, so keep that in mind. Um, how does Parker, Peter Parker get his powers in the comics? Do you know that? He got bitten, he got, yeah, he got bitten by a spider, right? Yeah, he got bitten by a radioactive
2: spider.
0: hmm So yeah, a radioactive spider versus an alien spider inhabitant of the planet of spiders. Which one sounds more interesting?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, you kind of cut out. What'd you say?
0: A radioactive <laughs> spider or the last inhabitant and survival of planet of spiders. Um,
1: I guess the radioactive spider.
0: Radioactive you better than the last remaining survivor of a planet, bestowing uh, power to the hero?
1: It sounded like too long. I don't know, kind of like
0: <laughs> <laughs> too long.
1: Like the way you said it. Like, uh, like can just why can't it just be a radio? Why can't it be simple? Like radioactive spider, you know. But no, you have to make, you have to give, like, so many
0: words. Jeez. I mean, I mean, okay. What Iron Man, the Iron Cross Army Japanese Spider-Man represents, the long old classic of the last remaining survivor is either part of the action or has like an apprentice mental role to someone else and the mental role, they're no longer there, but they're still fulfilling the justice of the person who gave them the power. This is this kind of tale like Lady in the Lake gives you the sword, and the sword will grant you the power to fight the evil necessary in the kingdom. It's basically King Arthur getting the sword and rising the power, taking on a quest of some sort. Isn't that so weird though? That this is how Spider-Man was portrayed.
1: Uh, yeah, I could see. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like the entire hero's journey is in the definition of Spider-Man Japan, while in Spider-Man comics, the hero's journey still applies, was more negatively than uh, literally. Like it doesn't represent the, like, Lord of the Rings trilogy mode. It just represents someone with superpowers. Like, it's... You know, this comparison to Lord of the Rings is pretty spot on. What do you think?
1: Eh, I mean... Interesting. Like, um... Hmm... I mean, I I, I don't know. I thought the radioactive spider is just...
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm not trying to say it. Mm Hmm? I mean, you have Hawk
0: being exposed to an accident with gamma radiation and turned into a big, greenly bulk dude. So what's the difference?
1: Uh... The difference is a transformation or like
0: he becomes the Hulk, it's like two personas in one body. Oh, wait, bare... Hulk, yeah, he was exposed to a gamma radiation accident. The exposure should have killed him, but it instead made the Hulk.
1: Oh, yeah, boy, and then we're talking about Spider Man. What does Hulk have to do with this? I was saying how he got his powers.
0: Oh, how he got his powers. Yeah. So you don't think that's weird, but you think a, a, a spider, radioactive spider, is a lot better than gamma radiation exposure by accident.
1: Okay, well, now you bring up Hulk, then I guess maybe Hulk's powers are a bit more strange. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: you keep confusing me.
0: Nay. <laughs> hey. All right, let's talk about the mechazoid that Spider-Man Japan has. Oh, so what boy, the the huh? What do you think what's your thoughts of the mechazoid?
2: huh, oh, well, it does have a
1: interesting uh, artwork, like um, kind of looks like whichma looks like uh, Ultimate prime from transformers.. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I mean, funny fact, um, well, funny fact, Transformers was kind of like that new series that spawned a
0: bunch of toys, too. Oh, yeah,
2: that's true. Mm -hmm.
0: Marvel, okay. Transformers was by another company other than Marvel, but it was published under Marvel Comics Group. And that group, uh, published it as a licensing agreement to the, to the founders of Transformers. And they sell a big toy line. So it's kind of interesting. But, anyway, what uh, Spider-Man's uh, Megazoid's called Leopardon. Leopardon. Do you Leopardon. get why it's called that?
1: Why is it Coleopardon again?
0: Uh, it's Lito Pardon or Marvelo. Oh. And funny thing, it's a giant robot from the planet Spider. So it goes back to the origin of Spider Man. Oh, man. It's from Planet Spider. Its reality is Earth 51778. Leopardon, you have returned. I knew you were invincible, Spider-Man. Like, that that is the Spider-Man that we came to know in Japan. (laughs) Yeah. You have returned! I knew you were invincible! He was recruited into the Spider-Army. He used uh, Leopardon to oppose Sir Lewis, but the robot the, the, was easily destroyed by Solus' cosmic power. It remains, were discovered by Lady Spider and Spider Man 2099, who it rebuilt it, augmented it, using nuclear
2: material. It just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: So, the Marvelo. And Leopardon. What do you think is the better name? The what? Leopardon or the Marvelo? What is your stance on the two of those names?
1: The Marvelon looks... or sorry, The Marvelon sounds
0: cooler.
2: The Marveler? Yeah. Uh, why? No, I don't know. I just have a cool catch to it.
0: Okay, so if I replaced it with, Marvel, you have returned! I knew you were invincible! Or, Leopardon, you have returned! I knew you were invincible! Which one yeah, sounds see, better? Like, the first
1: one, obviously, like, the, one, the one you just said, just it kind of got less excited.
0: Wait, 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 wait. You said that Marvel was less exciting? No, the Marveler
1: was more excited than the one you said. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
0: So it's uh, more exciting the way I said it. And you yeah, feel like, you like you sounded just, less like, excited when said Leo. Okay, so it's reminiscent of the fact that one name is better and the other is just Japanese-type name, huh? I mean, I guess,
1: or maybe it's just your pronunciation. Leo Porden.
0: Like Leo? Like the lion. pardon The Leo Porden? Does that sound better? I guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> when Spider-Man and Superior Spider-Man came to recruit him, he was fighting against a giant monster. At su- Superior Spider-Man's request, a Leopoldan used the strongest weapon, Sword Vigor, immediately to end the fight. Attack the Skyscraper, and in the inhabitants of the spider man they escaped. mm mm so what do you think of his ultimate attack? Strong, sword, vigor.
1: His uh, uh, ultimate attack?
0: Yeah, what do you think of the Megazoid using the giant sword? For using uh, again, it just
1: gives off those um, Power hinge vibes, you know?
0: Okay, what about Power Rangers do you like with the giant sword? Huh? Well, what do you like about Power Rangers with the giant sword and the mechazoids?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it like, it just gave off. Wait. Um, I
1: really wasn't sure how to explain it, but how would, like, what were your thoughts on it, honestly?
2: Mm-hmm. Dodging, sage. What? You're dodging. What do you mean, dodging?
0: You're dodging. It's like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Exactly.
1: I, this is the first time asking your opinion on it. Oh my god.
0: Please. <laughs> uh I don't know. I think it's it's representative of Japanese culture. Because Japanese culture is not necessarily superhero friendly, as I should say. They don't usually have the superhero find the bad guy, save the day kind of concept. They kind of have the the evildoer being an alien from space, or a giant kaiju of some sort, or what Power Rangers was, a giant transforming villain to a, a giant size of massive proportions, and then They have to make the mechazoid too heavy on equal power of the giant creature, kind of thing. Like, the giant creature in mechazoids is really semantic of the kaiju. Because the kaiju in Japanese, like Godzilla and King Kong, is the giant creatures battling. And usually a kaiju is just very. Remember, this is of a giant creature. It doesn't have to be an alien. It can be a giant wolf, a giant monkey. It just has to be a giant creature of some kind. But generally speaking, we have like anime like Ultraman and stuff like that. It was giant aliens. So we think of like the MonsterVerse that's been relaunched into Godzilla and King Kong.
2: Uh, oh, like the King Kong and Godzilla? Yeah, the monsters.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, I kind it kind of got my it kind of like got my interest on it. Like, and I again, um, trying to think what else. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, it, so uh, Godzilla and then King Kong. I mean, would you ever imagine that you know Spider Man would actually take on like? Someone like Godzilla or King Kong?
0: It could be. he has the Mechazoid, to be on Pauling, But I don't really... I, I see him taking on King Kong more than taking on Godzilla. Um, what? I see him taking on King Kong more than Godzilla. What, what makes you say that? Uh, just because... Well, okay. Godzilla has a nuclear blast and... Spider-Man's really limited with his mechazoid. He's not a Power Rangers mechazoid, okay? So it's limited in attack, and it's also the first of its genre, too. So, these mechazoids, when Spider-Man launched it, is not on par with what we see in Super Sentai or Power Rangers. The Tentai is separate from Power Rangers, just so you know. Mm. So yeah, I see him fighting King Kong more than uh, Godzilla.
2: Okay, makes sense. That also means that the portrayal
0: Let's talk about how the betrayal of Spider-Man was like very done really well. Like they had the character find giant creatures, giant robots that sold a lot of toys because of the attractions and uh, in the stunts that they used to realize Spider-Man it was all real life. They didn't have they didn't have anything that was okay. You know how the technology that we have, like C, CGI and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have that, so everything on the Spider-Man Japan set was crafted by hand. The giant creatures were all made. They were blown. They were probably like what we usually see in the like one of the first Godzilla movies a miniature t- city being destroyed by someone in a suit, and they'll blow it up to proportion to make it look like the giant creature in, in the uh, picture. That's the concept they will use here. They'll draft everything, make sure that like, the giant fight scenes actually look so par to what you would expect in real life. But they also did that to Spider-Man. You'll get down super, super low almost like eerie type feeling. Like you want to be personified as a spider. So crawling down super, super low is how he moves. So that they, they personified Spider-Man even more by ent- intimidating those movements like a spider. Super low to the ground and stealthy.
2: Hmm.
0: Do you see that with the, the comic book Spider-Man as much? Or do you see him mostly slinging around?
2: Uh, just the comic books.
0: Like, I mean, we see him slinging around more in this big city. Well, also keep in mind that these fight scenes in Japan were mostly done without the city vibes. So they were fighting with a non-city background. Most of the time was because of the big portrayal of the stunts and explosions. They would do it in a wooded area or like a mine-laden area. You know, most of the battles you see is like away from the city. Because the film in the city was actually super expensive.
2: And also, it's not like it's not like shooting on location is very it's very cumbersome. So what do you think of
0: shooting on location and all the laws that apply to that? Um... Like didn't Spider Man
1: also took place in? It, so wait, we're in, in like, uh, wait, we're in uh wait, where in Japan. Did the Japanese Spider Man take place?
0: Well, it took it took some place, It took all parts of Tokyo and stuff.
1: And then, how would you compare that to like New York City, where
0: the actual well, yeah. most of the time Spider Man is always in the city. Spider Man Japan is actually in the countryside because of uh, the filming and the tight budget. Most of the time, they shot it in the countryside, in the wooded area, or in like a big location away from the city, but it's cheaper, and shooting actually in the city is a lot more difficult. It's very hard to shoot in that tight atmosphere as well, as much. Like, not every city in the world is easy to spot. Like, there's a reason why some cities there's some locations why it's not shot on the original locations. You know that, right? Right. They do that because
2: cost of convenience also as well as location
0: the location and the complications with scheduling and getting permits to use that location and close up streets and all that stuff.
2: hmm
0: So some place that is like looking like that city is used as a replacement.
2: That's what they did with Spider-Man Japan. Hmm. And, they were, and these stunts uh, would be used
0: like they use real explosives, and they will like be feet away before the stuntman had like only seconds to run while each explosion would take off. And, uh, you know, explosions is really cheap, but it's a really good way to tell a story. Like, to, to pick the action related to what's going on. You know? Right. It shows the power of the scope, what's what's happening, and overall, the college caused in by the villain, or the hero's attempts to avoid the explosion at all costs, and you know, the class explosion of the of the enemy at each uh, encounter in Power Rangers every time. The final scene is a big explosion scene where it goes down. Did you notice that?
2: Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they would shoot each stunt.
0: They would do it in a way like he, the only thing he has is no net, just a rope around him. And there's like literally no safety net, stuff like that. So, the. To a degree, the level of safety of the stunt work was very dangerous. With any false move, you could actually literally be to the ground. Like when he drove, he climbed the Tokyo Tower. The stuntman was actually climbing without rope and safety net on the tower. Hmm. So it created a more. to capture those scenes, just like Spider-Man will on walls and doing it. They will have to go to the extreme to capture these movements, to make it look like Spider-Man is Mm Spider-Man. And they don't have CGI. So, and they have limited funds. So they have to do what they have. And also with Japan, They, when they direct something, the director is telling you exactly what to do. You are under contract, you are working for them, and you have no freedom to do your own portrayal, your own unique, distinctive um, role as the character. Because of Um. the tight budget they have, the level of agency Expressing yourself and coming as the character, you did exactly what the director told you, because they have a particular vision involved with the project, and you have to follow it. Because of the story outline, is so rigid. What do you think about that?
1: Um, it kind of remind me of scene where in Spider Man, then they, uh, oh, in in the new one. Where he outsmarted Doctor Strange and the, uh, and the geological, like, he outsmarted Doctor Strange with the webs, you
2: know? Okay. Oh, you're
0: saying that Spider-Man didn't want to follow Doctor Strange's orders and he wasn't following to a T. Right. Well, Spider-Japan, they have to follow orders to a T. Okay, I see how you're getting. Yes. Okay. So, Yeah. That's a great example. A No Way Home when Peter Parker marvels America's version of Spider-Man is not following the order, the commands of Doctor Strange to release all these you know, the multiverse back in the chaos by disobeying him create this huge mess of making the problem even worse. So, in Japan, if you disobeyed, you create a chaotic scene, just like Spider-Man: No Way Home did.
2: Right. So, okay.
0: With Spider-Man Japan, what did you like? What you thought was interesting?
1: Um, there's just the way the um, what should to call it? It's just the way how they design. Well, no, I would have said not design characters. Like it's just the way how they like interpreted the word interpret. uh, It's just how they like the way they made the story, you know, or like a different way of how Spider Man and the Japanese Spider Man than the Spider Man we always used to know. Um, Mm -hmm. And like what else? I also enjoy like the Professor Monster Aliens. The Iron Cross Army, and like this, the backstory behind everything towards it just really interests me.
0: Okay, so given off, you know that P.O.S. Japan's first Power Rangers really says a testament to time and to the different versions of Spider-Man. Yeah, Pudo Man, Japan's right. first Spider Rangers.
1: I can't even
0: pronounce that. What? Spooderman? Is it Spooderman? I don't know. Spooderman. Now, okay, Spooderman Mm -hmm. also returns into... into, It takes, like, 50, like, 40-plus years for Spooderman to return into the Spider-Verse sequel. So, yeah, he comes back as a different version of Spider-Man. So the connection to the comics is that Spider-Man Japan is a different version of Spider-Man into the multiverse. What do you think of that niche bringing back into the Marvel Universe? Um, It's a
1: possibility because I see one Easter egg like in the, you know... The way from home from Spider-Man is like, you know, the Miles Morales, uh, you know, from from, you know, that that Spider-Man. So it's a possibility we might see, you know, that actual Spider-Man and like future films or maybe in the future book comics. So. We're like all the Spider-Man's from different universes or dimensions. I thought I think, yeah, I, I believe that would make a change for sure.
0: Yeah. Huh. And, you know, when Marvel took a look at the robots from 10A's anime shows, they actually did, like, the Shogun Warriors.
2: Now, okay, so the Shogun Warriors is actually what made Transformers a thing.
0: Basically, instead of just one robot, how about an entire book about robots? That's where it came from. So, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man Japan even influenced Transformers. What you thought about that? The what? Transformers, Shogun Warriors. What about it? Like, I actually... It influenced it. Shogun Warriors and Transformers are the same name. Spider-Man really? Japan influenced Transformers. Because Shogun Warriors, the toy line... Transformers is the branding name in America. Shogun Warrior
2: was in Japan. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you
0: know, even Super Sentai Toei is really credited with Super Sentai after Spider-Man Japan. Spider-Man Japan was so successful that it started the entire Super Sentai genre, which carried over to Power Rangers and all the other variations
2: of Power Ranger-like shows. Mm. (laughs) I love this.
0: Spider-Man's the self-proclaimed Emissary of Hell. What do you think of that? Hey, hey. they. What do you think of that catchphrase?
1: Kind of cringe, not gonna lie.
0: Cringe? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's not Peter Parker, but a motorcycle racer named Turai. So he has the background of a motorcycle racer. And he actually. Using that skill through his background of being a racer and Spider-Man. Yeah. What do you think of that That kind of connection?
2: With, um...
0: His history as being a racer and then playing the role of Spider-Man who's just naturally using his racing abilities in combat.
2: Hmm... Like, the, like... Your combat, you mean, or, like... Yeah, he'll
0: use... He'll literally use the motorcycle as an aid of transportation and also the, uh... Leopold being the Finx on instead of the spiders being the Transformer.
2: Oh. Um...
1: Yeah. Ah, the combat... I mean, it seems interesting because the Spider-Man also knows Use Tony Stark's, uh, you know, Edith or the glasses, and mm-hmm. you know, to make it, you know, with the motor. Imagine like, got powered up as like with a vehicle, like in like a like a like a Batmobile or like as you said, the motorcycle. Like, I, I that uh, would be pretty cool. Um,
0: yeah. I they- <clears throat> uh, well, also mentioned that in the show, he can talk to spiders. So an actual spider is talking to Spider Man.
2: He mm-hmm. like, said, "You should go be a Spider Man. <laughs> you need your help." <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, imagine he's clearly given
0: him the the definition of Spider Man to speak to
2: spiders. Yeah, that too. So what is Spider
0: Man Japan the equivalent to Ant Man? Speaking of ants, oh right, Ant
1: Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like is he trying to speak to spiders now? Is he gonna have an army of spiders? What if, what if instead of a mechazoid, there it was an army of spiders?
1: Or it's kind of like where um, Batman, he summons like bats, you know, a swarm of bats.
2: That'd be pretty cool. He
0: he just represents a bat. He doesn't actually talk to bats. Yeah. I don't know. He just, he's also in a cave where the Batman thing came about, where bats live.
2: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: So they're actually directly... Be telepathic to spiders is really interesting to me. Like they could have actually used it in the show to summon a bunch of spiders.
2: Hmm. So the alien, the spider
0: bracelet that hides his costume and shoots web lines, or the spider string, yes, they call it the spider string. Instead of web shooters, it's spider string. The Spider Man doesn't get around by web sling since his braces can also summon the Marveler, the ancient spacecraft that could change a flying car, the Spider Machine GP7. I love Spider Man's Machine GP7. <clears throat> oh gosh. Yeah,
1: it kind of caught my interest too. Like
0: Since he spends most of his time secretly fighting aliens, his motocross Sp- career suffers and he has to make money assisting his girlfriend. Hinami, a freelance photographer. Like Parker, who is also considered a coward and weakling, because he runs away every time aliens attack, and Spider-Man needs to leap into action. So instead of Peter Parker being the ph- uh, photographer, it's his girlfriend as the photographer.
2: Isn't that weird? Yeah.
0: He's not a photographer anymore, but the girlfriend's photographer, and they love Kenny. Elmi. They loved her character. They'll get all the fan mail saying how good she was, little children admiring her. It's kinda interesting because the whole world was like, she's kinda clumsy, doesn't know exactly what she's doing. But she's like that molding character that like gives motivation for Spider Man. But to say? You know the all the Power Rangers shows. Professor Monster, Iron Cross Army, the beat up, then battles Professor Monsters, Monster of the Week. Oh my gosh! Monster of the Week, to the creature, the creature grows to a gigantic size. That is literally like Power Rangers. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, there's a different creature each week, and this theme of Monster of the Week is literally reminiscent in all of this. And then, the giant Super Saiyan, the Power Rangers, human-sized enemies, however, came up with the idea to have Spider-Man's Marvel Spicecraft transform into a 60-meter-tall robot, Leo Pardon. named for the lead Leopard like head on marvelous hall. Mm-hmm. So the leopard resembling Sphinx on a Marvelo is why it's called
2: Leopardon. Instead of leopard, it's Leopardon. Leopard on Leo yeah, a
0: leopard. Leopard on. What do you think of Leopardon? Leopardon. Yeah, instead of Leopardon, it's Leopardon.
2: <laughs> that
0: sounded so weird. I mean, it's literally based on leopard. It's like leopard in the name. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Leopardon, like leopard transform. Oh whatever, you don't get my reference.
2: Yeah, I really don't.
0: <laughs> Let's see, had a yet to establish any limits for the first giant robot. This met never took any damage in a fight. Over the suit was stolen halfway to the show's production. Required the show to reuse old footage in the fight scenes. What?
2: <laughs> so, okay.
0: So they had a we re- footage of the of the of the robot because it was stolen in mid shooting. Mm -hmm. It never took damage. Think of a machine that can never take damage. The continuity error right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An unstoppable machine that never showed any sign of stress
2: or slowing down. Oh my gosh. That's just weird to me.
0: Hmm. So ironically these production problems laid leopard on most of the first and most powerful mecha robots in Super Sentai Power Rangers history. Because of the fact that it never seemed to actually so stress. Hmm. So, Sp- Spider-Man was the first Power Ranger to use a giant mecha robot. Oh, they were turned as Spider-Man, who popular with American audiences as well with Marvel when they re ran the English subtitle episodes of the Japanese show on its website in 2009. So, oh, Spider-Man was actually referenced in. uh, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. So, the main character, Wade Watts, has a virtual reality version of Leperon against his enemies. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Ready Player One actually referenced uh, Leperon. Hmm. And then, 2014, Spider-Man was a
2: Spider-Verse storyline. Exists with Marvel's multiverse.
0: Mm-hmm. The spider hunting inheritors to Tony Stark is the unbeatable robot merely torn down. I don't know. I think it's really interesting that the spider-verse we
2: introduce to the spider-universe. Yeah, what do you think about that? <clears throat> I mean, I did tell you about the part
1: where, uh, you know, the the, the Morales, you know, what like uh, I know
0: that, but like, hmm? do you think okay? Do you think the multiverse is lazy story writing, or do you think it's a niche area to explain the different the different variations of the same universe?
1: Yeah, I'd say it would be kind of niche, honestly. Like, I don't think it's that bad either. Um, mm-hmm. I would
2: say, um, with the multiverse it's kind of a bit niche, in my opinion. Okay. I would say it's, like, it's kind of
0: interesting. So, in the overall overlocking theme of Spider-Man Japan being iconic for what's been the first Power Ranger type film and the unique distinctness of it as a show separate from Spider-Man, do you think it's on lots of credibility for that? Or do you think it's so out there that it's hard to imagine how you would view it. Uh,
2: I really don't know how to... Uh, I wouldn't know how to answer that, honestly. Tell so you what. Come on, give me your answer. Like my... Uh... Wait, hold on a minute. Okay, so What was
0: your question again? <clears throat> Sorry. The portrayal of Spider-Man being you unique as possible away from the original Spider-Man. Do you feel that that portrayal is bad or do you feel that is really good? Um
1: how well, it's not just that Spider-Man also gotten strong by many other ways. Like, for example, with Venom, Um, you know, but then because of that, it made him turn bad. And, like, you know, I guess by himself, he's just better off by himself. Instead, he's in the Venom's
2: power, you know, or the symbiote's power. Okay. That's a condoluted
0: answer, but okay. I, I told you I didn't know how to, like, explain it, really. Oh. So, by being different, it's establishing Spider-Man Japan as a separate property from the original Spider-Man?
2: Huh?
0: So you're saying being with Venom is a different Spider-Man than the Spider-Man without Venom? <clears throat> um, a
2: different aspiration? Okay.
0: So, yeah, Spider Man Japan has this success in Japan, sparking all these Toei to make all these future series later. the fact, based on the model of Spider Man Japan. And the appeal of Spider Man Japan when it came back in 2009 was really huge when it got subtitled. And then when it got reintroduced into the Spider Verse, it cut a new light. It's not just. Japan anymore, it's now included in Marvel canon into the multiverse theory.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I think Marvel adapting to the multiverse made it canon so now they recognized it more because it got recognition in like 2009 when they did a subtitle, when they did English subtitles.
2: <clears throat> so any closing um, arguments or conclusions?
1: Um, all I can really say is Spider-Man, after what I just read, it just gave me more of an interest like, you know, gives me more reasons why to like Spider-Man even more but originally, of course, I was a Marvel fan but now I gotta say
2: in my opinion now that Spider-Man and Iron Man I both equally like. Okay.
0: So you're gonna watch the 41 episode live action series of Spider Man Japan subtitles? Uh, if I have spare time, sure. So when are you gonna watch it? When am I gonna watch it? Yeah, you gonna watch it like immediately after this podcast. I get.
1: I mean, no, I mean it's kind of late for me. I'll probably, I will probably again watch it when I have free time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see how it is. You're not, you're I mean, just... no, you know, you know,
1: you know. I have school. Goddamn. <laughs> well, yeah, I always get in trouble for falling asleep in class. To stay up late, talk- in these podcasts, oh, hmm?
0: you find yourself falling asleep. Go to the bathroom, wake, put some water on your face. I tried that. Well, don't stay
1: up so late. But you, oh, my gosh, Mick, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, anyway, that concludes this episode. And uh, Kenny will have to go to bed soon, so wish him luck on the sweep of uh, plums and sugar plums. So the, why do you have to say that? I'm shake
1: my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like Spider Man Japan, I had to be unique as possible from the original Mason who is MC Ana. Over and
2: <sighs>